Good morning. Well, it's that time of year, the year again that we celebrate all the wonderful women out there that help us be all that we can be. Him is for the many things she gave me. Uh, hey, bud, what, <laughs> what are you doing? We're doing this for the moms, right? So I figured I'd do a little song while you're, while you're talking for all the moms. Hey, moms. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Look at all that. Huh? M is for the many all right. things all she right, gave. Alright, we get it. M is for everything she gave us. And you catch on pretty good for a big hairy ugly guy. <laughs> I just realized the irony of me calling you that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I just figured, you know, we would come up here and we'd share, you know, more of a heartfelt message instead of like a campy little song. You know? Oh, is that you gave me all my home? <laughs> you know, I just, I, I, I see how we're going to do this. Alright. Right, oh, is that you gave me? <laughs> <laughs> all right, you do your thing. I'm going to do mine up here. Okay. All right, so I know all the moms out there, we owe you so much. And we just want to thank you for. T is for your tender, sweet caresses. I'm going to let him do his thing. H is for your hands that made a home, made a home, made a home, home on the range. All right, stop. That's. Look, we had a range. You can ask my mom sitting back there. You guys had a stove. We had a range. Granny called it a range. She made tons of food. It was awesome. All right. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, home makes me think of we all long to be home with mom. And sometimes it's just those things, you know, where you're back home with mom and mom's home. All right. Stop. Look, nobody buys that, dude. That what? is so fake. Yeah. <laughs> you're faking tears. You're faking. Uh, that's th No one believes that that's real at all. And, you know, yeah, well, whatever. If that's not working, this is working, bud. You know, moms want to hear, you know, the heartfelt message. That's what they want. Yeah, mom always likes you better anyway. We don't even have the same mom. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. E is for everything she gave me. Like that time she helped me find my shoes when I lost them in the first grade. And then, uh, <laughs> then again last week. And then... <laughs> That time when I broke up with that girl, Tammy Cornball, it's a weird last it's a weird name. Last she was name. a pretty sweet girl until she broke up with me. And my mom came in there, and she had my favorite chocolate chip cookies and a big glass of milk. Man, she made me feel pretty good. She made it all right. Matter of fact, what can make me feel this way, mommy? <laughs> Talking about my mom. And R stands mommy. for... And R stands for right, right in the way that moms pour into us sacrificially, right in the way that mom taught us how to uh, love God and love others. And to all that, we tell all the mothers, put them all together, that spells the word that means the very world to me. Mama, ooh, any way the wind blows, didn't mean to make you cry. When I said I didn't like your meatloaf when I was five It needed salt, it's not my fault But that doesn't really matter Happy Mother's Day Happy Mother's Day Happy Mother's Day Happy Mother's Day
wow, you miss a week and look what happens. The whole place goes crazy. Good to see you guys. Happy Mother's Day. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord today? Say amen. Uh, my name's Ken. I'm the senior pastor. And if you're a guest, we just want to say welcome. I hope that you've been made to feel welcome as you walked in the door from the time you got out of the car, actually. We're gathered in this place today to celebrate Jesus, but also to celebrate Mother's Day. You know, uh, Mother's Day is a, uh, is a holiday that's celebrated in 40 countries. And it started with a lady in, West, uh, in Virginia, in Grafton, Virginia. She wanted to honor her mother. And it took off so much so that in 1914, Woodrow Wilson made it a national holiday. And so we want to celebrate that with you today. And, and we hope that you, again, that you've made to feel welcome. We're going to say a prayer and then we're going to start in our message. Pray with me as we begin. Father, thank you for this special day. Thank you, Lord, for mothers and for what they mean to us in this world and what they mean in our lives. God, we just pray your blessings upon this time. And we pray, Lord, that as I speak, that you give me the gift of preaching and that the Holy Spirit would speak and, and that you'd be glorified, Lord. May we be encouraged, and when we leave here today, I pray, God, that we say that it's truly, truly been good to be in the house of the Lord. And everybody together said, amen. <laughs> like that, that's good. I'll tell you what, we could take lessons from these kids today. Didn't the kids' choir do an amazing job? I'm telling you, Mary Beth and... I, I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but mothers uh, speak truth. Uh, a lot of times it's just like a, it burns a little bit even sometimes. You know what I mean when they speak truth? My mom, uh, I was an only child. I was the best looking and the ugliest and the tallest and the shortest. And um, my mother could straighten me out in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? She could speak truth to me and speak things to me that resonated. And I got to thinking about, you know, some of the famous people that we know. If their mothers would have spoken truth, perhaps they would have said something like this. I mean, think about this. Like Mona Lisa, for example, if her mother could have spoken, you know, she didn't do this really, but I'm just making truth. You know, how about this? After all the money we spent on those braces, at least you could have smiled a little bit on that picture. Uh, how about Christopher Columbus? Uh, I don't care what you discovered, Chris, you still could have written us. Okay, we'll try another one. Michelangelo, now this mother, Michael. Mike, why couldn't you just paint the walls like the other children? Do you have any idea how hard it is to get that stuff off the ceiling? <laughs> Two more. Napoleon. All right, Napoleon, if you aren't hiding your report card inside that jacket, take your hand out and prove what's there. And then the last one was Jonah. Jonah's mother. Nice story, right? But uh, she said, Jonah, that's a nice story, but now really tell me where you've been for the last three days. I thought about this message and preparing a message for Mother's Day. I thought, what could you preach about that hasn't already been heard about Mother's Day? And I began to think about my mom and, and uh, what she means to me, and I'm sure you feel the same way, many of you. And so I, I got to think, what's the greatest gift? What's the greatest gift that you could give your mother? What's the greatest gift? You know, there's various kinds of gifts. Um, you know, um, I, I ordered uh, strawberries for my mother, and I got a, a, an email yesterday telling me that the UPS truck was delayed, and it's not going to arrive until Monday. That's not how you want this to go when you get the gift. But there's various gifts that we could get for our mothers, but I'm, in, I'm inclined to believe that sometimes our actions speak louder than our words, and gifts of actions that we do might be something that we might want to look at if we've never done that. The principles that Jesus taught, not just to, to, he taught it to all mankind, and these are kinds of things that I think sometimes we take for granted and really don't show them to those who are our parents and, 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 and you know, love us like they do. In fact, the principles of Jesus are just good lessons to live by, aren't they? They're truth. 
their truth. And so today I want to start with a passage of scripture that goes back in the Old Testament, and it'll be familiar to all of you here. It's in Exodus chapter 20. I'm going to read one verse, and here's what it says. Honor your father and mother, then you will live a long life in the land the Lord God is giving you. This is the Ten Commandments. This is a section of the Ten Commandments. This is the fifth commandment of the Ten. Four of the Ten Commandments deal with relationships. Six deal with relationships with people, and the four deal with God relationships. Interesting, isn't it, that there's more with people? It's in a relationship of family that the building blocks of society are formed. There was an artist that I played with, and he sang a song, and it said, The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. And I believe that to be true because our mothers make an impression upon us. The principles of Jesus, as the song Bodhi talked about, praying mothers make a difference in our lives. The thought occurred to me that these Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses were not just for a hallmark moment. They were things to live by. And how much better would the world be if we tried to do that? I mean, think about it. No other God before him. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. No idols. Keep the Sabbath day. Father and mother, you honor me. Shouldn't kill. Shouldn't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. And don't covet your neighbor's stuff and his wife. I mean, if we could do those things and try to live by those things, wouldn't it be a better world? Can I get an amen? There are ten of these commandments, but only one of them, only one of them says something like this. Honor your father and mother. It's a commandment. And then he says, you will. If you do this, you will be blessed in return. I'll tell you how important this this commandment is. In the New Testament, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, the Apostle Paul was writing to the church, and he's giving them instructions on Christian living and principles of life. And here's what he says, children, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do, honor your father and mother. Now watch this. This is the first commandment with a promise, if you honor your father and mother, Things will go well with you, and you will have a long life on earth. If you do this, it says, you will be blessed. This commandment was important. Why? Well, obviously because God gave it to them. Gives it to us today. We're to honor our parents. And uh, the word honor here is an interesting word because, as I was saying, it goes along with the teachings of Jesus and how Jesus taught mankind, all mankind. The word honor here translated literally means to give significance to. Now, that's the thing that I love about Jesus, because Jesus, when you read those stories in the Bible and you read those red letters, Jesus encountered all kinds of people from all kinds of walks of life. They weren't all church people. They weren't all just like him. A lot of them were different than him. In fact, he walked through the earth looking up in trees to find people. Can you imagine this guy wanted to see Jesus? And, and he wasn't like the, 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 you know, the religious type. And he wasn't like, he was totally opposite. But Jesus made him feel significant and said, come down out of that tree. I'm going to your house today. And then there was Lazarus. He was dead. And God raised him from the dead. How about the woman that was taken in adultery? Drug out in the middle of the street. He made her feel significant. He said, get up. And those of you standing around here with the rocks in your hand, without sin, you cast the first one. I can't imagine what those rocks sound like hitting the ground, can't you? I like those kind of stories. Then there was a lady that fought through the crowd to get to Jesus. She said, if I can touch him, I know I can be healed. And she touched him, and Jesus felt it. And there was people all around. He looked at his disciples. He said, who touched me? And I can imagine, you know, can you imagine what Really, dude? I mean, you know, look, there's people everywhere. What do you, you know? 
He made that woman feel significant. He touched her life. And he changed the way they viewed themselves and life. And so I believe that we're to honor one another, honor our parents as well, then honor our mothers. The list goes on. Jesus showed these people that they were valuable. You know what? That's our job as the church. That's what he said. Preach the message. Go out into the world. Jesus showed them what it was like. A few years ago, Charles Dobson did a study, and he said the number one reason that women get depressed in the U.S. is because of low self-esteem. Could it be that some of that stress today is a result of these commandments that we have not being kept, that we don't honor our mothers? To honor someone or something is to give significance to them. How much better would the world be if we operated from that place? How much better would it be if I operated from the place when I look every one of you in the eye and you look at me and you say, that's a, that's a person that God created and sent his son to die on the cross that he loved you. How much better would it be? God showed significance. You are a significant person today in his eyes. How do I know that? Because of that cross behind me and what it represents. He loves you. And our mothers, we should love them and tell them about it. You know, Everybody needs to feel self-worth. We all need to feel that. It's the thing. We all need to be needed. We do. Some of us don't think we want to be, but we do. Human beings, we're wired that way. We need to have times when we feel important. People make us feel important, and we need to feel self-worth. I've done so many funerals since I took this church, however long, two years ago. And one of the things that I hear when I talk with the families sometimes, they say, you know, I just wish that I'd have told them. I want to tell you today, tell your mother, tell your people that you love, let, make sure they know that you love them. Paul wrote another passage of scripture. When we recognize people and that God loved them and we're coming from that point, when we recognize that every one of you in this room, God created you and he created you for a purpose, and when we recognize each other like that and we come from that point, it's a little easier to make you feel significant. Amen? Colossians 1, Paul said this, for everything, absolutely everything above and below, visible and invisible. Do you hear this? Everything got started in him and find its purposes in him. See, when we start our lives or things that we're going to do with God's purpose and not ours. See, Jesus went out to reach the world and, and share the message of the gospel. He didn't set out to say, you know what? I'm going to build a big church, and I'm going to have these kind of chairs in it, and I'm going to have these kind of lights, and I'm going to have all this thing going on, and, and it's going to be... No, he went out for people, and it came. It happened, and it's happened for 2,000 years, and it will continue to happen, and the gates of hell will not stop it. Amen. Isn't that great? When we start from the purposes of God and we build off of that foundation, Gary, when we do that, it's a good thing. Focus on God. How do we do that? Man, I can't even sit at a traffic light more than 30 seconds. I'm looking at that and going, this is the longest light in Berlin. She said, you said that the last traffic light. We have to stay focused. We have to stay focused. How do we stay focused on God? By coming in here. But we're only in here an hour, two hours, maybe three, four, if you work part of the crews that are around here. How do you stay focused on God? You make him a priority, don't you? Maybe by praying. Maybe by, by reading the word. Maybe by being in a Bible study. We spend time with him. Focusing on ourselves will never reveal our purpose, God's purpose for us. And when we start with God, we begin to see our self-worth. 
I mean, it's like, if you want to know what your purpose is, look at what, if you want to, if I want to know what this purpose of this music stand is, I go talk to the person that created it, because he created it with a purpose to hold music. God created you for a purpose, and I don't know what that is exactly, but he's given you something, and it is to love him and follow him partially, that part of it, but the gifts that he's given us to share, right? Does that make sense? Created for a purpose. How do we help build a self-esteem? For example, in our children, our mothers, our wives, our husbands, people in our lives. By giving them that feeling of self-significance, of importance, and of self-worth. Now listen to me. I've been married 40 years. I know I don't look old enough to have been married 40 years. I'm very uh, humble. If I get enough people, I'll talk about it. You know what I mean? That's a joke. I'm kidding, all right? It took me about 25 years to figure out, though, that my wife would rather have me clean up the house and help her do something than to give her a diamond ring for Mother's Day. You know why? Why didn't I figure this out? Year two was going a lot better. Because when I helped her and when I did something that took the load off of her, it made her feel significant. It made her feel like that I appreciated her. One of the greatest feelings in the world to give a mother on Mother's Day is a feeling of self-worth. Not only can we give the gift of honoring her or others that we love by making them see the significance, but we can also give them the gift of acceptance. And these are the things that Jesus did as well with all people. But particularly on Mother's Day, we can give them the gift of acceptance. Regardless of the circumstances of our birth, or who our parents are, remember this. God had a plan in creating you. He had a plan in creating you. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I had a guy tell me, he said, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't even know my mother, man. If you knew my mother, you wouldn't tell me this. I mean, my mother, he said, my mother's got more hang-ups than the phone company. And I'm standing there going, oh, boy. Give me something, Lord, give me something, you know. But the fact of the matter is, God gave you that mother. Now, people say, well, I didn't choose my mother. Well, you know what? Our, ch- our mothers didn't choose us either, really, in the sense of who we are two-way street there, you know what I mean? But here's the thing, God chose. God chose. And God made you for a reason, and it can have profound meaning. God chose. Rick Warren, I love Rick Warren, you guys know I do, and and he said something I thought was really good. See, God never does anything accidentally. He never makes a mistake. He has a reason for everything he creates, every plant, animal, planned by God. Every person is designed with a purpose, and God, knowing it, put you where you are today. We chose, God chose to put that mother in your life. Even the heartaches, the pain, the bad situations that maybe you went through growing up, God can turn those around and use them for good. That's the beautiful thing about God. He's love. And there's grace in all of these situations. And the fact that we didn't choose them, they didn't choose us, makes it essential that we accept our mother. You know, the Bible says to honor somebody means to make them of significance. You know, you're, you're saying, my, my, my mother may not have been good to me. But listen, when you honor somebody, that doesn't mean that you have to agree with everything that they did and that they do. When you honor someone, it doesn't mean that you have to think they're, that you're saying that you think they're perfect. When you honor somebody, it doesn't mean that you ignore their faults. After all, they ignore yours. Ouch. Acceptance says, I accept you in spite of your weaknesses. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I can never forgive anybody more than God has forgiven me. And when you come from that perspective, those rocks hit the ground, folks. Honor our mothers. Make them feel significant. 
Philippians 2, 1 says, if you've got anything at all out of following Christ, if this love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of spirit means anything to you, if it means anything to you, agree with each other and be spirit of grace. Peace with each other. She wanted her father, this lady that I read about, wanted her father to become a Christian. He was, he was an alcoholic. He was abusive when she was growing up, this lady. And she wanted her father to be a Christian, and she kept praying, Lord, I want my father to be a Christian. But she resented him. And she resented him to the point that it was, there was tension. You could feel the tension. And one day she said, you know what? I gave that to the Lord, and I said, Lord, take this. Take this off of me. And she said, you know what? God took it off of me. And it wasn't just a few weeks later. Guess what happened to my dad? He gave his heart to Jesus. That's how grace works when we forgive. It goes round. Pay it forward. I've told you this story before. Years ago, I was in, in a situation where I had one, my, my best friend in the whole world crushed me. And we severed a friendship. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but any of you ever have something like that happen in your life? You know what I'm talking about? It's painful. It hurt. We walked away from each other. Didn't speak to each other. About two years into it, I'm thinking, you know, this is horrible. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm supposed to be a Christian. The Bible says, forgive those you know, and if you forgive them, you'll be forgiven. Ooh, what? How am I going to do this? You know what I did? I started praying for that individual. <laughs> Not sure that I really meant it when I started. I'm being honest. But you know what? The more I started praying, the more I started meaning it. And it wasn't too many years after that the phone rang one day, and it was this individual. He said, how you doing? Don't hang up. I said, I ain't hanging up. I've been waiting for that. And we had restitution and we cried. He asked me to forgive him. I said, I did that a long time ago. That ship sailed, brother. What are you doing? Come on. And he said to me, he said, I'm dying. And I just wanted you to know that I needed to make it right with you. I want you to sing at my funeral. That's how grace works. See, that's how significance works in forgiveness with other people because God wants us to do that, to forgive each other. We give our moms the gift of appreciation. Appreciate her for the things that she did positively in our lives. I don't know about you all. Have you ever taken your mother for granted? I know that my mother has gray hair, some gray hair, because I put them there. I'm not bragging about that. I hate that. I didn't know how this worked until we had our first kid. I'm thinking, at least my mother's got her hair. I lost mine with the first kid. <laughs> she listens to these podcasts. I'm in trouble. But anyway, my mother and my daughter appreciate what they did. And I, I, I think it's true. I think when we have children, we recognize really the sacrifices that our parents made and appreciate that. I mean, she had you. She carried you. She brought you into this world. And I know that it's a, a, a beautiful thing when mothers have babies, you know, it's like, man, this is amazing, the sacrifice that they made. And I didn't get that until, until, I had our, until we had our own. I'm not sure I really understood that, but we appreciate it. We need to appreciate our mothers. Being a mother is, is a tough job. You know, when you become a parent, we get a different perspective on things. I've watched my daughters grow into wonderful Christian women, and it's nothing more blessing to me than to go home at night because my kids live away from here. 
260 miles south. And, and, but but, but when, when I get home at night and, and we have this FaceTime, is that what you call it? That is messed up last night. She has an iPad. Did I get that one right? I did get that one right. And the kids will FaceTime her, and she'll start talking to them. And I'll just sit over there in the chair and listen. And I hear these conversations, and they'll ask, Mom, what, what would you do in this situation? Mom, do you know what one of the kids did today? Mom, how do I handle Mom, and when they get done, when it gets over, she looks just like she does now with that grin on her face. You know what a blessing it is to be appreciated. Appreciate your mother. Give her the gift of appreciation. It's important. Irma Brombeck gave a description. Of, we were talking about how tough mothers are. She gave a description of what she would put in the paper. She was doing an ad for, for a mother's position job. Here's what it says. Wanted. A woman to raise, educate children for a minimum of 20 years. <laughs> Be prepared to eat egg if the yolk breaks. Receive anything in your hand that a child spits out. <laughs> take, <laughs> take knots out of wet shoestrings with your teeth. Must be an expert in making a costume for bad tooth day in the dental plan class. Or picking bathroom locks with a shish kebab skewer. The hours are like this, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, including holidays. Comprehensive dental plan, vacation, medical benefits, and the company car are negotiable. We are blessed, mothers. We are blessed by you. What a gift that a person does all that. What a gift. And I truly believe that women are strong. I believe they're strong because God gave them the gift of having children and raising children and, and you know, being a mother. It's an incredible gift. But give them the gift of appreciation. Mark Twain said, I could go for two full weeks on one good compliment, and it's true. We all need to be appreciated. I want to encourage you today to do that. The American philosopher William James said, the deepest need in human nature is the need or the craving to be appreciated. The last thing I want to tell you is give your mother the gift of affirmation. It's true that your mom battles the enemies of self-doubt. It's true that she does. But give her the, uh, a gift of affirmation. Show her the respect for her efforts. Admit that you truly know how valuable she is in your life. And not that you should know it, but tell them. Tell them about it. And when we operate from this motive that God has a purpose for all of us, it softens the blow if there's a strain between us. We must continue to learn what Jesus taught. We're to bring out the best in people. Tell them how much they mean to us. And that's for our mothers, but that's also even in the church. Bring out the best in each other. Let me encourage one another. That's what he told us to do. I read where a panel of experts were asked to complete some sentences about their moms. You can tell where these, uh, these experts were. Watch this. My mom is best at feeding the dog, making the bed, driving, cleaning, running, riding a two-wheeler, and watering the garden. If I had enough money, I'd buy her flowers, a car, a diamond ring, and a pack of bubble gum. Here's what another expert said about his mother. My mother is as pretty as a butterfly. A ballerina, a mouse, a princess, a goose, a gold ring, and a clean house. Those are all kindergartners, by the way, that were experts. Give your mom affirmation today. You know, some are here today and they've lost their mothers. Remember your mother for the good things. They live on through us. They live on through us. You know, I'm grateful that my mother taught me about Jesus at an early age. Um, in fact... When I was six weeks old, my mother and father laid me on an altar at a church. This was in 1959. And they prayed a dedication over me. And that's what we do in the Baptist church. We pray dedications. We give them to the Lord. 
about two years ago, my mother said, well, are you coming home now? Are you going to move back home? When you move back home? And I said, listen to me. You were the one that dedicated me to the Lord and said, do with him what you want. Now you want me to give that up. What's up with that? See, when we give, give them to the Lord, because they truly are, you know, thank your mother. Give her affirmation for the good things that she's done in your life. We must believe to learn that we love each other, give each other affirmation. You know, um, it's, it's an amazing thing to watch what Jesus did. The, one of the last things that Jesus did was he gave his mom uh, affirmation. Did you know that? He was on the cross. And he looked down and he told John, he said, take care of my mom. That's my mom's. I'm going to take care of our moms. Love our moms. Jesus did it in the last act when he was here on earth. Showed an affirmation. We're to love one another. Unconditionally love each other. What's the greatest gift we can give our moms? It's the same principles that Jesus shared with all humanity. Basically, it's to honor them, which means to respect them. It means to show significance and give them significance. Jesus talked about this principle, and I love this. It's one of my favorite passages of Scripture. It's in Matthew 22, and it's one of the last things that happened with Jesus. Look at this. It says, one of the religious people, one of the religious experts in the law, tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment of the law of Moses? Which one is the most important there, uh, professor? Tell us. He's trying to pin him in a corner. And I love this, man. What a great comeback. Look at what he said. Jesus said to him, you must love the Lord God with all your soul and with all your mind. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on this. The entire thing is based on this. Love each other. We love our mothers. We can give them the gift of acceptance, the gift of appreciation, and the gift of affirmation. I encourage you to do that with your mothers, but I also encourage you to do that with those you encounter this week as Christ follows. You know, last thing is Jesus tells us to accept, appreciate, and affirm others because the fact is he's already done that for us. He's already done that for us. He's done that for you and I. And while you may be here today, you may be here today and feel that you aren't accepted, that you aren't loved, that things are in your life that are upside down. I want to tell you something. God is for you. Burlington Baptist Church, God is for you. Amen? No matter what, God is for you, and he loves you, and he wants you to feel those things. Our hope is in Jesus. And in spite of all of our weaknesses, Jesus says, I accept you. Come as you are. When I was a kid growing up, I remember being in church. It was the 60s, man. This guy walked in our church, and he'd come in off the street. And they sang, Just As I Am. And he went forward and gave his heart to the Lord. We got in the car, went down to the restaurant, and we're sitting there like a bunch of good Baptists. And one of them said, Well, now he's got all that. You know, he's going to have to get cleaned up and get his hair cut. And, he's gonna, and I'm sitting there going, But we just sang, Just As I Am. And that's how he did it. Mm. Love one another. Jesus loves you, and he loves those folks as well. Affirmation. Jesus loves us way too much to leave us here. He made you. He's your creator. He knows your potential. And God wants to bring out the best in you. He wants to bring out the absolute best in you, and he can do that. The good news is the gospel, and that's why we're here today. Amen?
pray with me. Father, again, we're thankful as we go into this time that you loved us. We're thankful, Lord, that you affirm us, accept us. And so, God, I just pray your message has gone out. I pray as we give this invitation, this time of reflection, that, Lord, we can let it go and let things go and give it to you. Find our purpose for you, our life that you've given to us. Lord, we thank you again for this wonderful day that we're celebrating. Uh, we give you honor and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. We're going to sing. This is our time of commitment. Maybe you're here today and you've got something in your heart and you need to get rid of it.